0: radical left has taken over the Democratic Party.
1: Hello and welcome to Think Progressively, covering politics and all the other chaos life has to offer. This is episode 75, recorded on Saturday, October 8th, from Milwaukee. I'm Joe.
2: And I'm Jason.
1: And we're back!
2: Yay! We took
1: a small break because it was totally Jason's fault.
2: Well, for one week it was my fault. No,
1: it was all your fault. I did not go to Florida for a while. Yeah. But don't worry, we're back anyway! And on today's episode, we dive deep into all the political advertising you may have been seeing this midterm season. But first the headlines up yours woke moralists we'll see who cancels who So we have some older headlines we want to get caught up on first. (laughs) For the
2: past couple weeks.
1: We've been out a little while. We understand that. We we know that this is supposed to be a topical show and we screwed it up by taking a break. But I want to start off, Jason, by talking about a recent update on the Bremerton coach decision.
2: The coach that wanted to pray on the field. The
1: poor coach who just wanted to pray on the field by himself. (laughs) And we just wanted to hear this guy get his job back, right? That was the whole point.
2: Right, he wasn't forcing his kids, whatever, football players, to pray with him. It was completely optional. And as you know, when you're in a situation like that and someone says, oh, you can pray with us as a team, or you can stand off to the side, you godless heathen son of a you know that is that's just your choice, and uh, there's no pressure there. You, you won't be punished in any way for not taking part. And in fact,
1: conservative media even said after the decision happened that they thought that the school district still wouldn't do it. That they would actually oppose the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court's decision, and just say, "Screw it, we're not going to take you back in because you're such an evil Christian, and we're not going to have any Christians
2: on our team." The most persecuted group in America, exactly. The white Christians.
1: And Coach Kennedy even said that as soon as the school district says hey come back i'm on the first flight there and you know why he said he's on the first flight there jason do you remember
2: because he moved to florida because he's
1: not even in the state anymore so guess what happened Like
2: literally as far away as you could possibly get yes so guess what happened jason uh he didn't rejoin the school
1: well first before that the school did offer they immediately reached out to him and offered his job back and of course they've never heard back a quote from the seattle times article that actually updated this story the school district has been flummoxed about what's happened since they flummoxed
2: com- this is a good word it yeah. is a very good word
1: they complied by offering to reinstate him they say and now the football season is in full swing this was now back like a month ago yeah, this it's is an old uh, article, pretty much so over me. now yeah, yeah so forgive me but imagine it's like in the middle of the season this is when this article came out but kennedy is nowhere near the sidelines from the school district he's had the paperwork for his reinstatement since august 8th and we haven't gotten so much as a phone call says karen beavers a spokesperson for us bremerton schools and they've been reaching out repeatedly since and never heard back and now their season's over and they haven't heard back i want to say jason do you think it was all about some sad coach who just wanted to get his job back
2: oh yeah that's why someone paid all those legal fees because they really just wanted this guy to get his job back that he left on his own
1: and again this is just a full circle full swing hypocrisy here when it comes to actually well i mean we covered this too where everyone was misrepresenting the story when it was coming out and when this decision was happening. Even the New York Times misrepresented what was happening and actually framed it in such a way that this poor, sad coach was trying to get his job back and they just wouldn't do it.
2: He was just trying to pray quietly on the side. No,
1: this was an active attack planned and fueled by hardcore religious right-wing extremists and also funded, by the way, to prop this coach up and to deliberately lie to destroy what our current separation of powers in church and state was in this country. That's it. That's all it was. They knew they had a super crazy Right wing Supreme Court majority that would say yes to anything they asked for, regardless of how stupid it was,
2: as long as it comes to Christian religious freedom.
1: Exactly, and they hit it out of the park. That's a wrong. They sp- even that's what, the wrong prayed sport.
2: with him uh, before the court case. Yeah, yeah.
1: They threw the hail mary pass. I don't know what's a good.
2: I mean, that's that's as he broke good as he broke an eighty yard run. I... I I like the hail mary okay. better from the. He
1: pulled an Aaron Rodgers and pulled an
2: H- hail but mary, but he pass. got a weird new age tattoo. <laughs> started dating a hippie
1: so congrats america your entire religious law is now broken thanks, lost in the first round thanks of the playoffs to a, right, <laughs> thanks to a football coach who moved across the country and fought so hard to get his job back and now absolutely refuses to comply with their response
2: doesn't talk to his family anymore <laughs> oh i shouldn't have brought up rogers thanks eating quinoa makes him immune to COVID. <laughs>
1: next story we're moving on (laughs) Changes I hope subject. so And coming back Home to Wisconsin This is a couple weeks Old now Forgive us I'm sorry we, It was a wedding I went to Florida For a wedding Leave me alone A local school district In Wisconsin Now requires Parental permission To use different names And pronouns New policy says
2: People that are Whatever Junior And they just go by Junior They have to no, get No screw off. permission. They, they need
1: parental permission To do so there are Somebody's no got a nicknames. nickname Yep
2: nothing <laughs> Like you're Joe That's not your name Your name is Joseph So you're gonna need parental permission for me to call you joe from now on
1: according to the article board members approved the policy eight to one so nearly unanimous
2: (laughs) one sane person on that school board
1: (laughs) (laughs) quote from the guy who did not vote for it i get to a more practical point in saying simply that we have an imperfect but a good practice here and to open ourselves i believe to almost saying here we are you can pick us off for a lawsuit i don't see why we would even want to do that i'll tell you why mr Thompson, the one sane person, because it's not about actually the kids anymore. They don't care. It's placating a bunch of crazy middle-aged people who know absolutely nothing about the school system and are super bigots about it too.
2: Well, as we all know, they're installing litter boxes in the bathrooms because you got all these furries that are using litter boxes in schools now, and we need to do something about it.
1: A local parent said, "I find it interesting that as a dad, that I'm alerted to my kids' grades. I'm alerted if." They're marked absent. I'm alerted if they're going on a field trip. I have to sign up on all that stuff. That's pretty minor stuff. If it's something big, I want to know about it. And parents have the right to know. That's why we're all asking. You don't own your kids. (laughs) Oh my god, the whole point of having involvement with parents is to help the kids get better. The reason why you would actually help them get grades is because you're actually supposed to help them get better. If the whole point of having a kids grade was going to lead them to abuse maybe at the house, I would be totally fine with not laying with not letting the parent know what the kids grades
2: are. And this whole thing is an attack against transgender. Well, of course it is. Kids, right? So, if your kid is transgender, you're going to know it's not going to be like well, oh, I only do this at school, and I have everyone call me they-them at school, but then all throughout my life, the other 17, 16, 17 hours of the day, I don't do any of that show any signs of any kind of gender dysphoria whatever. It's only at school, so it's something that you would know, I would hope, as a parent.
1: Well, you want to hear about how this is actually planned out by Republicans here. So we have the late country Republicans who are taking advantage of the situation to push more crazy ideology. Here's a quote from their Facebook post that they put right before the big school board meeting where the policy got passed happened. Quote, Arrowhead district parents, please read the kinds of policy attached. We need parents to show up and simply say, I would want to know to the board. Everyone that fought against the previous board needs to show up on Wednesday. So basically, everyone that fought to get crazy Republicans on the board, show up. Don't speak during the open meeting with the board between 6, 30 and 7. Speak when the board meeting starts at 7 p.m. Basically means they want to get everybody on the record to make sure that there's as many crazies on the record as possible. These are the comments in the minutes and in record. If the board does not hear, I would want to know from parents. The motion will fail and pronouns will be the law of the land at AHS. Pronouns. 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 Are, we're not
2: pronouns. using any we're pronouns using, right. in this school. Nope,
1: not at all. Names only at anything. If you say one kid's a he or a she, I don't give a rip what they identify as. We are ringing you out to dry. You will no longer be a part of the school district anymore.
2: We will. Oh, no, I just did it. I used the pronoun hey i have a r- oh. oh my god we're done
1: oh <laughs> you know using all the i'm so sick and tired i, I can't stop jason i, I yeah i, I can't <gasps> i cannot formulate a sentence because i'm enslaved to <laughs> the pronouns. pronoun bourgeoisie this is like 1984 this is like so orwellian that i can't even imagine it what is ah, this is so stupid oh. though man this is so dumb and the pro- can't
2: stop what, won't stop <laughs>
1: And what makes me even angrier is that it worked. It legitimately yeah. worked. And it's working constantly. So when people are saying, like us, watch out for your school boards because crazy people are taking it over. And yeah,
2: no, that's too late. Oh, man. That what? was, I mean, we're our main topic we, we is going to be political <laughs> advertising, but like literally, this is where the Republican Party started. They started locally. Yep. And they've already infected all of these school boards and pushed the most extreme radicals on those school boards. So, yeah, good luck. Your kids are living in like a nightmare hellscape at school now. And honestly, that's why you have all these teacher shortages everywhere. Yeah. I was just saying this the same is thing. what they're going to work. everywhere. Every day with these, this, these people making these rules. It's what we saw. When we talked about the Muskego School Board and the, the decisions there, like listen to quotes from any of these people and know that they were voted into public office.
1: And they know literally nothing. And Absolutely nothing.
2: They know God's guns and Trump. Next up in headlines, one of the bigger stories of the past week, Herschel Walker paid for his girlfriend's abortion. What? The incredibly no pro-life candidate in the Georgia Senate race who has said that he supports a complete ban on abortion with no exceptions even when the life of the mother is at risk so literally he would rather both the baby and the mother die than doctors to do anything that would try to save the life of the mother he's going full house of the dragon on his abortion stance turns out paid for an abortion (laughs) because it was inconvenient for him it didn't think it was the right time for him to have another kid Uh, he's got four children uh none of of which he was had any hand in raising them most of which we didn't even know about until it came out in news reports yep. during his campaign
1: hey i want to just say he's still dismissing all these claims anyway you know
2: right he says he didn't pay for the abortion but literally she has the receipt from the clinic literally the receipts <laughs> yeah she has the personal check that he gave her for the it was a little bit over the amount of the abortion but she just kind of ballparked it obviously he was a fairly wealthy athlete and of course She's not gonna really care about the fifty hundred dollars difference <laughs> and a signed get well card he uh, gave which he like says get well card he sends cards to a lot of people. Oh
1: my so, goodness. You
2: know, yeah, it looks like it's his signature. Although I've heard him even dispute, like, even though he says, yeah, it looks like my handwriting, but I usually don't sign things with just an H, even though, okay, if you are a former professional athlete, your signatures are worth money, right? Yep. So you can do a very easy <laughs> Google search of your signature and come up with hundreds of results. And of course, you can find ones where he just, signed with an h so he is as he might not be a liar honestly not only did he have a long football career he also had a brief mma career so he is a head trauma enthusiast so he might just not remember i don't know but yes 100% and uh, has come out recently that this is a woman that he also has another child with yep and he asked her to abort that child as well and he of course denies all of this but this is someone who is obviously very close to him and it's now being reported that there is some tension now between his current wife (laughs) and herschel walker because of this uh, and she has been talking to the woman in question
1: well and what's gotten even crazier about this is now his kid is getting
2: involved, right? Christian Walker, yep. The one kid that we knew about before <laughs> all of this. He's also a conservative, TikTok right? User. Conservative, black, young, gay like, he is that's what they want. That's hardcore Ron DeSantis fan, by the way. Not surprised, although that might cause some tension with Trump because Trump endorsed Herschel Walker. <laughs>
1: he basically put out a couple videos on tiktok absolutely losing it and just bashing it his dad on it and i have one quote from here saying family values people he has four kids from four different women wasn't in a house raising one of them he was out having sex with other women do you care about family values no
2: and even said that they had to move six times because he tried to kill them right to get away from herschel walker's violence because he is a lot of long history of domestic violence and abuse and And just overall irrational violence but again you know cte that is what we expect to see and honestly just listen to herschel walker talk for two minutes there is his eggs are scrambled for sure and he again just continues to die he says it's a you know Democrats are attacking him, even though reporters are saying, no, it's your own family. And his response is, well, you see how, how bad they really want to, yeah. to defeat me and I'm going to win. I'm a winner. And they're like, yeah. no, your own family says they hate your guts.
1: I see why Trump likes him so much. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it really, really reminds me of myself. <laughs> yeah, they're only doing this one to try to have some sort of relationship with the father they never knew. And two, because they thought that's what they were supposed to do. You know, you have to just smile and toe the company line. And now they're seeing because all of this is coming out and they can't keep silent anymore. Like, it's just too much. And that's what's happening. And it's hopefully derailing his campaign you would, you would oh, think. Oh, it has, it has to. It You would you would think it has to, but polling shows that it's really not.
1: No. And well, so that's the big thing right now. And um, I, was, I was listening to a really good 538 podcast about like, do scandals actually matter anymore? And they used Herschel Walker's... Um,
2: yeah, I don't... As, if this happened 20 years ago, the literally. candidate would drop out. Literally. So that's exactly
1: what they talked about where it's like, if it was like 10, 20 years ago, you would have had people start dismissing him, removing their endorsements or retracting their endorsements from him. You would have never seen any support after something like this would have happened especially on the republican side because remember having somebody get an abortion is not an issue yeah who cares? absolutely not if it was a democrat no one cares it's only because they've made the rules on themselves and they're hurting themselves because of their crazy well, ideology. when a
2: guy says a woman has no right to an abortion under any circumstances but then literally he told his girlfriend to get an abortion because it wasn't a good time for him to have a kid which i personally support yes i mean ultimately it's her decision but, it, but it's if she looked thing. to him for like okay what do you want to do in this situation and he said you know it's not a good time for me to have another kid i got a lot of stuff going on and she agreed then that's exactly what we want that choice for everyone but herschel walker is not the first republican candidate how many abortions do you think trump paid for like right you that's, know he's got a punch card in his wallet saying. and it's and like no nine out cared. of ten of them have been punched
1: like stop putting these crazy stupid moral laws on yourselves they're arbitrary and meaningless and just relax for god's sakes republicans could be so much cooler
2: (laughs) if they just relax for five seconds for god's sakes well they're the we want minimal government except when we think it's icky or we can get another vote out of having the government intervene in someone's life. it's because they lie. And we heard
1: that before when the whole states' rights thing, right? When we talked about that, you know, they always say states' rights, but it's for everything else to persecute other groups of people they don't like. That's what those types of things are meant for. I don't want the government getting involved in me persecuting LGBTQ people. And even on that, so I was listening to a really cool podcast um, series, which I highly recommend. It's from the New York Times called The Run-Up. And it's just about looking at the midterm field right now and what we should be looking at looking at when we're coming into the midterm season. It's less than a month away guys. (laughs) And a big part of that was talking about how the evangelical right is becoming as crazy as they are. We talked about this all the time. And he talked to the president of the Southern Baptist coalition. And he literally said he was a hardcore anti-Trumper in 2016. Now he's a big Trump fan and like crazy conspiracy theorist in 2020. And he tries to have this big nuanced interview with this SBC president. And this guy says his two biggest issues of anything, are literally abortion and protecting unborn life. Those are his words. And protecting traditional family values and marriage. It's literally persecuting anyone who wants to get an abortion and persecuting LGBTQ people. That is the main issues on these people's minds. That is it. They don't give a rip about any lack of government or lack of regulation. They don't care about any of that. They just want to persecute people they don't like.
2: And who don't vote for them.
1: That's it. Ah!
2: Well, let's stay on the topic of abortion. I'm going to scream again. Uh, Please don't. And go back to our state of Wisconsin and states' rights and talk about uh, what happened this week when our governor, Tony Evers, called the Senate and Assembly in for a special session to discuss a state amendment on abortion law so we can actually put it to a referendum for the people to decide whether or not we should. And this is not directly, it would have been a path. Way to this but yes. ultimately the goal was to have a referendum to the people of wisconsin of whether or not we should outlaw abortion right this is so, states right let's give it to the people
1: so this is actually way and i was a little irked by the framing of this by democrats and the governor because yes this was about the abortion law at the end of the day but this was way better of a proposal than just the abortion law for those of you who don't know a lot of states have statewide referendums on the ballot at least they can put statewide referendums on ballots and actually have real ballot measures that mean something so whether it's like something same-sex marriage marijuana legalization whatever it may be
2: ours are always non-binding in well wisconsin. because literally it's like Wis- a poll
1: in wisconsin in our constitution we do not have any space for referendums on ballots or any statewide referendums if we have any referendums like jason said it's actually more of like a like a research thing just to see how people view certain issues and we've done that for so many years now and it means literally nothing because because our legislature doesn't do anything about it. The only ones who can pass laws in Wisconsin or who can kind of get referendums passed is the legislature themselves, which we all know are crazy Republicans who don't want to do anything. So this special session was meant to create statewide referendums for future elections, including the next one. And that would have been to put things like abortion access on the ballot, like they did with Kansas, or to legalize marijuana, protect same-sex marriage. Those could all be statewide policies and implemented by the people it's a great idea and i wish wisconsin had that
2: so what happened uh, nothing
1: nothing at all happened
2: we gaveled in and gaveled out 15 seconds in the senate 21 seconds in the assembly no discussion no debate nothing and the state legislature has done nothing they've been out of they are full-time they get paid full-time they get benefits it's true and they have not been in session since march
1: yep so i want to make it very who's quick. on welfare <laughs> I just want to make it very clear. If anyone tries to tell you that Tony Evers isn't doing anything, if anyone tries to tell you that Democrats in this state are doing nothing, you had one governor from the Democratic side say, hey, let's give more voice to the people. And the other side immediately said, nope, and we're not even going to discuss it. The sides are not
2: the same. I'm going to keep saying that for the rest of my freaking life. He talked about legalizing marijuana. I did. That was also a big news story, and our final headline. Good segue. That was a pretty dank segue. <laughs> President Joe Biden announced an overhaul of the U.S. policy on marijuana. It's no longer dark, Brandon. It is now dank,
1: Brandon. What the new era commences of memes.
2: And this is basically saying that the White House will look into, which I don't like that terminology, <laughs> but look into marijuana being on the Schedule 1 drug list, putting it in the same category as heroin cocaine etc but they will pardon all federal inmates that were convicted for simple possession yep tom cotton immediately tweeted something like "Oh, these are all violent criminals that all pled down from larger charges with a last name like cotton (laughs) you know he's wrong i one day we we have to do an episode just on the justice system and how it screws people over oh absolutely but first off this isn't that many people People. To begin with, there's not that many federal marijuana busts going on. Usually that's a state. And in fact, a lot of times with drug... Drug busts like this, the federal government will dismiss charges and let the states come in and prosecute.
1: Well, and that's where you had President Biden even encourage state government, right? And and that
2: would be the biggest thing, obviously, as we just talked about in Wisconsin, our governor really doesn't have the power to do that, unfortunately. But yes, that would be the good thing if more state governors. I think marijuana is at least in some form legal in forty states. Wisconsin, one of the very few that it remains completely illegal. Yep. Not even uh, for medical use, which. Uh, but I mean, our big thing is the tavern league here is so huge, so they don't want to compete. You know, alcohol does not want to compete with with marijuana.
1: Nope. And guess who they just endorsed, by the way?
2: Oh yeah, they. Well, they always endorse the Republican candidates because yep. they are against legalizing, and that's the reason why. But he did say that uh in pardoning those. I think it's like 6,000 six thousand or sixty five hundred federal prisoners that would receive a pardon under this, which is one. It's not, you know, the the millions of people that are probably at least hundreds of thousands of people that are in jail for marijuana possession. But at least it's a start. The biggest impact is in Washington, D.C. Because yep. they would fall underneath this as well. But yes, anyone this is something that we talked about, um, I believe, in the Did Slavery and with the 13th Amendment episodes, that this is something that I wanted. That we need to decriminalize marijuana. We need to release anyone that was convicted for marijuana possession. Yes, and expunge the records so that they do not have any obstacles in finding a job or housing, etc.
1: Absolutely.
2: And that would go a long way to repairing some of the damage that was done in the war on drugs. And as you should hopefully know, something that mostly targets lower income areas, and of course that specifically impacts minorities more than us crackers. (laughs) So... (laughs) So it is a very good thing. It, of course, comes right before the midterms. I'm sure that was calculated. Joe Biden does not have a good record on uh, marijuana legalization. I'm glad that he did this. He has talked about trying to lessen the impact of marijuana convictions. I think that was a campaign promise that he would...
1: I mean, I would also argue... So you know that obviously the timing of this wasn't coincidental. Right. You know, He he is intentionally trying to give Democrats... boost in the midterms. But like we talked about with uh, student aid, policy
2: is policy. Yeah. It doesn't matter when it was enacted.
1: Right. I I mean, I would definitely argue, I'm sure you would too, wish it was done sooner.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, if he started doing all of this right when he got into office, he would have been one of the more popular presidents, which would have pushed the Republicans to maybe change their positions, like, early on, and would have helped push through more policy right away. Like, when they first did the American Rescue Plan, his approval Approval rating was sky high Yep And had he just kept Ramming like Popular legislation After popular They know these are The popular things That's why they're Doing them now Yes Had they done that Right at the beginning He could have just Rode this wave And made the Republicans Go on the defensive
1: Yes but here's my Cynical take to it though <laughs> I, I completely agree At the same time But You keep forgetting How stupid Americans are You know we talked about The Herschel Walker thing With the whole You know scandal Would that actually Affect him or not That Just happened like that happened like a couple weeks ago, right? People are talking already about how that's not going to do anything because that's not close enough to the election that they're already going to forget and forgive and things are going to kind of go back to normal once November hits. That's a month away (laughs) and that's a big deal for someone like him. And it really does suck. And again, I this is why he does this, right? He he intentionally waited to do it so he can stick it in people's minds right before an election because he also knew, unfortunately, that if you put everything right away, you would lose all your good. news within their first 100 days and then come time for the midterms you have nothing to have people care about you because they can't remember anything most americans don't even remember that the american rescue plan even happened they got checks, so they don't even remember they don't care anymore
2: but i think a lot of the support that biden lost he didn't lose like the hardcore republicans no he lost the independents the centrist and honestly the kids the younger well, kids they, that wanted to see something happen they want action and, right I mean, and that's
1: where we lost it too right right we were to criticize it. that was was never really it. a biden
2: fan no but, <laughs> i mean because i knew like i knew what to expect going right. in but had he done this stuff earlier you would have energized that base and kept them on his side much longer correct
1: well and that's exactly what happened with us as well because as he was rolling out progressive things at the time when he first got into mm-hmm. office we were actually very like fairly impressed with what he was doing and we were very excited about it very happy with it and then it just stopped and we were making, and then it was
2: for more than all of his speeches were about trying to reach across the aisle trying to get republican support yeah. for things and I, you know that's not gonna work no and the thing is like this is literally being viewed as you know joe biden just legalized marijuana in the united states so honestly he could have just done that and you're gonna get viewed the same way by the republican media so just do it it was the same thing with student loan debt they're still like oh it's gonna cost us all this money because we owe all this money to ourselves which is just stupid (laughs) well and you should have just gotten rid of it all it wouldn't have been the attacks are not going to get more extreme he's they right, act he? like he murdered members of their family he's already right, anyway. he a socialist right so who cares just actually do the most good that you possibly can they're not going to care that you only did a half measure and you could have gone further but you showed restraint they, they don't care they freak out when somebody plays an old crusty flute <laughs> they don't care about reality and actually keep in mind to like all these things that we're talking
1: about because we will literally discuss this all in our main segment about the strategies behind these types of decisions so
2: well let's
1: let's do that let's do it then to the main segment
0: that was really a productive segment wasn't it it's hard to get any word in with this clown
2: in an attempt to further justify the money that joe is paying for his college education Our main topic of today is going to be political advertising. It is so. I will let you uh, take it away. You are obviously the expert on this topic. Educate us I all. I am so
1: far from an expert, but I appreciate the <laughs> company nonetheless. So yes, one of my specialties is communication and political advertising. I learn all about the ways that if you okay, let's let's look at it like this. We are in peak midterm season. You are being bombarded with mailers. I Jason just put a stack of mailers he got from like this
2: from the. Last week,
1: yeah, from like Tim Michael's campaign. There's one with Mandela Barnes caught in a mousetrap. There's a Planned Parenthood one saying that they're for Tony Evers. I have ones from the American Nurses Association going for Barnes. You have all these different mailers. You have commercials that you're seeing nonstop, and you just you get so sick of them and you hate it. And we are officially in the beauty
2: of campaign season. text messages constantly. Yes, we're not going to talk about text messages, <laughs> so
1: ignore that. So I wanted to break down how these ads are decided how they're made, and most importantly, how they impact you. A lot of you guys are sick of them, of course, because that's how everyone views them. That doesn't mean they don't work, though, and a lot of money is spent to subtly influence you in ways that you may not even realize it. So let's dive into this. Before we get into actual political advertising, we need to talk about campaign budgeting very quickly. When it comes to campaign budgeting, we go by what's called the two-thirds rule. Some people go by the three-quarters rule. It's the same exact thing. But basically, it means when you create your budget, if you're running for office, no matter what level you're at that, you follow the two-thirds rule, which is all of your administration and overhead fees all go down to one-third, and the other two-thirds goes into what we call direct voter contact. That means commercials, mailers, texting campaigns, whatever it may be, all are meant to persuade you. So when you think about it, the vast majority of people's budgets are meant to get you to vote for them. Makes sense, right? Now, unfortunately, we talked about in the Citizens United episode that campaigns actually don't do much anymore because they can't raise the money like they used to however packs have completely changed how spending works and i have the best example of how it works in wisconsin did you take a look at this table jason
2: That's very small. So- I-, I looked at it briefly.
1: Okay. I have the independent expenditure summary by It's Basically, all the money that has been used so far in advertising in Wisconsin for at least the Mandela Barnes and Ron Johnson Senate race. As of now, we're looking at a total of $48 million that has been spent so far just on this one race. That's not even counting the millions that are being spent at the gubernatorial level with Tony Evers and Tim Michaels. And this is just Wisconsin, almost $50 million. Some of those main packs are the Senate Leadership Fund, which is the Republican Senate Majority Pack. You have the Wisconsin Truth Pack, which is also opposed to Barnes, and it's basically filmed by two people. One of those, which are the U Lines,
2: yep. those, those billionaires from Wisconsin. Those
1: U Lines and the U Line Company are just yep. crazy conservative rich who have poured at least 10 million dollars into this one race alone and the senate majority pack which is the senate democrats side and they're pouring millions and millions and millions of dollars into these ads just to persuade people like you to get votes for them now technically it's actually not you at all because if you're listening to this thing you're probably already off their list because you're not persuadable by any means but most of the people aren't you and aren't crazy so we're going to talk about how these people actually get persuaded by these ads when designing these ads there are three main objectives that is agenda setting prime and framing. Have you heard of any of these things? Nope. Cool. All right. So let's start with agenda setting. This one's actually pretty simple. It basically means that you get the public to talk about the issues you care about. So basically, whatever commercial or mailer that is on TV or in your mailbox is trying to say, that's what they're trying to get you to talk about with your neighbors and family and friends. It's the issues that they care about and what they want you to care about as well. There's actually a really cool survey that's been done by Gallup, which is called the most important problem or the MIP, and they have been tracking the most important problem for decades. And it's actually quite fascinating to see what issues are concerned for people versus what's not concerning for people. And obviously you can see how in 2020- Hunter
2: Biden's laptop. You can see
1: actually in 2020 where out of nowhere, COVID-19 became very quickly the most important problem for a lot of people. And then how different candidates and campaigns or Democratic or Republican sides are better equipped to handle such a problem. So as of right now, you have things such as the economy, inflation, crime. education, abortion. Those are some of those big problems that people care about right now. And they're trying to either capitalize on those issues in these ads or trying to get you to change your mind to say, no, there's another issue you want to be more focused on because that's what we care about actually instead. So that's the easy one. That's agenda setting. Priming. An easy way to talk about priming is that we as people are stupid.
2: That's when you get two day shipping on your package. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And we do it on a special day. It's called priming day. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. We as people are very stupid by nature. And I mean all of us, me, you, everybody. And I don't mean that's a bad thing. That's just how we naturally are. We physically cannot process and retain all the information we ever come across with. Have you ever tried to read an entire book and remember the whole thing, Jason? It's insane.
2: I forgot what you just said.
1: Beautiful. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So instead, we use shortcuts or mental shortcuts or heuristics to make remembering things easier. One of those things is actually associations. We evaluate things based on the associations connected to those things. Things. So, for example, different things trigger different memories and feelings, which we then use as a lens to think about whatever is in front of us. Colors, lighting, sounds are all ways that affect how we think about certain information. So, say, for example, you may have seen lots of, I don't know, plane crashes on TV or something like that. You may actually develop an associated fear of flying, and you may be then more hesitant or more anxious when you're flying, even though you may know they're actually safe. That is it's a subconscious thing we will naturally do we will consciously and subconsciously associate things to create the world around us. And one of the biggest ways of associations that happen is based on groups of people. So for example, if you have certain feelings about a particular group of people, say minority people, black people, Latino people, whatever that may be, your evaluation of that group will then affect everything else that is tied to that
2: particular group of people. There's a history of every time the government wanted to, make a drug illegal, they would always have to associate that drug with a minority group. That's a good example, Like opium, yes. that's, all, that's all the Chinese and their opium dens. And marijuana was oh, the African-American community. You know, reefer madness, that sort of thing. Where, if you associate the drug with this group, then you're immediately opposed to it.
1: Another good example also is actually the HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. crisis and the LGBTQ community. The monkeypox, even. Yeah, recently. Um, heck, you, you COVID-19 and Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. That's another, I, I shouldn't say Asian Americans. It's just Asian people because right. it's worldwide and everyone Asian worldwide had racial issues because of that, unfortunately. And that's what we get into what's called racial priming theory. And it's the same idea of priming where you use subtle and sometimes not so subtle racial cues to affect evaluations of candidates because of their associations. And we'll get into more examples of that in a little bit, but I just kinda want to talk about these three objectives first. And then finally we have framing. Now you may have heard the term political spin.
2: I had to I had to get a picture framed uh, for my dad once. So is, is that the same thing you take you take the political ad to the store at the mall. Yes. And you gotta pick out a mat and then the the type of wood that you want. Yep. Okay.
1: That's why mailers are so expensive expensive, actually. It's because ah. you have to frame every single one of these. It makes mailing very It was difficult. pretty expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but you may have heard the term political spin. And basically, framing is just presenting information about an issue that allows viewers to see your candidate in the most positive light. So, whenever it may come down to like a certain issue, you want to say things in a particular way that makes sense to you and your viewers, and then also make your opponents look as worse as possible. And you may nitpick or cherry pick, you may have heard those terms as well before, about things of certain issues to make your self look better versus your opponent now how do campaigns and packs actually accomplish these goals i have a couple of examples for you for agenda setting obviously whatever the ad is talking about is what they want you to talk about that's what we talked about before for this midterm you hear an enormous amount of advertising we even have it in all these freaking mailers you have here republicans are focusing heavily on
2: crime be afraid literally very afraid they're coming for you
1: and that's something that we weren't actually planning to have to talk about this midterm season. Everyone was expecting, even the Republicans were expecting to talk about the
2: economy and inflation. But gas prices came down. Yeah. For now. But as, the, that's as that's a whole other thing. Right,
1: but as the economy has slowly gotten better over time, they had to shift and set a new agenda and start talking about crime instead, which is now the big problem in everyone else's minds because they see nothing but crime ads all day long.
2: And they kind of got lucky because coming out of COVID, obviously the crime rates were extremely low. Because everyone was quarantined, all businesses were closed, that sort of thing. Yep. And naturally, crime rates have gone up since then, because everyone's getting out of the house again. Correct. So they can say... Crime rates are skyrocketing across the country. What is Biden doing?
1: Well, Actually, that's a good example of framing, too, what you want to talk about that way. But yes, that's exactly what we're talking about. And then even on the other side, you see Democrats focusing primarily on abortion. Again, this stack of mailers, especially with Tony Evers saying, I'm going to protect your abortion rights and a woman's right to choose, shows that that's what they're trying to make the midterm elections about. Just constantly abortion, 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 abortion. Nothing else matters. Other than we're going to get people angry because they're trying to overturn abortion rights.
2: They did overturn abortion. Well, yes you're right
1: for priming um i have a couple of fun examples of it so actually if you look at any type of mailer or ad and you actually can kind of see it in some of these as well candidate expressions are a big thing and how the candidate is pictured is another big thing as
2: well i was kind of surprised the anti-mandela barnes one where he's caught in the mousetrap trap he looks, he looks
1: pretty good yeah exactly um you will usually see candidates that are being shown they're pro the ad or at least the ad is for with some kind of smile or positive features that meant and this is actually meant to perform on a cycle a logical level to show friendliness, camaraderie, and competency. And weirdly enough, when we talk about judging somebody, it takes us less than 100 milliseconds to actually get a full judgment of a particular person that we're looking at.
2: So, Tim Michaels is greasy and his hair looks like snakes. Beautiful. <laughs> he looks like a Medusa.
1: So basically, showing your candidate as nice and friendly and warm as possible is a big deal because when people don't know about the issues, that's all they're going to view it as.
2: Ron Johnson looks like a reporter. Republican senate senate candidate really does he, uh, he does he's the template
1: and candidates and attackers are typically shown with either frowns serious faces or with their heads down and this is meant to show some kind of vilification embarrassment or shame that because they did something wrong so
2: like that uh Ron DeSantis joe biden picture it, that everyone's talking about sure
1: we can talk about that another one of my favorites is if you look at any picture of joe biden on fox news ever it's always him with like a very head down embarrassed look to him and that's always Picked on purpose. It's absolutely amazing. I love watching Fox News to see what they actually try to come up with because it's the best ever. So pay attention, to those. One of my other favorites is also color and lighting. You will also always see the opposing candidate being shown in either darker colors or lighting. Uh,
2: specifically if they're a minority candidate. Yeah, exactly.
1: Or in just completely black and white. And that's because on a neurological level, our eyes are naturally drawn to vibrant colors to create a warmth also creating more positive attitudes innate within us that also kind of helps create that whole like 100 millisecond judgment that happens within us if you see someone that's like black and white it looks very cold distant dark and scary and you don't want anything to do with it even though you may know who that person is it just I looks not know weird and scary
2: when i think of ron johnson i do kind of think of bozo the clown okay he's very <laughs> colorful but i don't know if that's
1: positive you, just, you don't trust him though very john wayne gacy ish right is that, that's <laughs> what you're saying
2: i wouldn't have him at my birthday party party okay
1: (laughs) um there's also some other weird things as well and we'll kind of get into more specific attacks of racial priming and not it's not necessarily racial priming but you did see a lot of stuff with john ossoff and david Perdue in the last election where they intentionally made his nose bigger to make it more jewish Jewish. Um, it happens all the time and it's very
2: sick and disgusting you do definitely see it with the mandela barnes ads
1: oh yeah 100 yeah they they intentionally darken the cars to make him look blacker
2: and try to associate him with violence and oh yeah (laughs) a lot of the uh the shootings that happen in you know the city and things like that
1: well I mean heck since we're talking about it why don't we just jump into that then sure so there's been a lot of buzz over the recent attack ads on Mandela Barnes now all this falls under the framing principle of psychology and advertising there is one particular ad that I actually linked in the show notes it's a very good ad from a conservative think tank called Waukesha and it uses the tragedy of the Waukesha Holiday Parade argues that the man who committed the crime was freed on cash bail. Then it shows close-ups of the guy during his trial and, of course, he's a black man himself. Then the ad accuses Barnes of being extremely soft on crime and saying that his policies would lead to more things like this in the future. That is a very typical associative priming ad. You put a bunch of very scary imagery in front of somebody and say that it's
2: this guy's fault. Even though we'll ignore that the states that have gotten rid of cash bail have not had no sorts of problems but that's what the ad is meant right. to do we could have we could have definitely been able to figure out that someone who was on trial for domestic violence charges would murder a dozen people correct like that's uh, obviously we should have never let him out of jail only the rich should be allowed to be home with their families while they're awaiting trial innocent until proven guilty right that's like one of the things in America <laughs> right so I guess right. not and if you're poor or b-
1: Black. And this wasn't even the only ad that's done this. Republicans all around the country are using this exact type of ad for their attack ads as well. Doctor Oz is doing the same thing in Pennsylvania against federman where it has an ad I'll also link down in the show notes saying that Fetterman is for freeing murderers. And it just shows a bunch of people who are very scary looking and saying Federman's gonna have these people come to your streets. Yeah. Whatever it is, right?
2: They stand with them.
1: It's, right. Now why do they do these types of ads? It's because it works and it's been shown to work. Yeah, it's incredibly effective. and. We we actually knew that almost 40 to 50 years ago. All these ads almost used the exact same strategy that is used in now the infamous 1988 Willie Horton ad. And you may hear different types of things saying this is a very Willie Horton ad type or this is a very Willie Horton style ad or
2: whatever it may be. And we've talked about that on a previous video. I think episode. we have.
1: Yep. For those of you who don't remember, this was a attack ad from George H.W. Bush against Michael Dukakis. Bush accused Dukakis of being soft on crime, which led to Willie Horton getting out and committing heinous acts and basically all they did was, remember this was 1980, this was not like very high, you know, graphic design or anything like that, which just literally what looks like a Microsoft Paint picture and says, here's Willie Horton and it just puts his name, his mugshot and then says he raped and killed people. And says Michael Dukakis is going to let him out free. It's all his fault and it worked. Dukakis sank after those ads came out and Bush won the presidency. This is happening all over the country as we speak and it's very racialized as well as you can tell because Willie Horton is black. The guy who committed I don't remember his name I don't care either the Waukesha holiday parade tragedy is also black a lot of the murderers that Dr. Oz is attacking for are also black and you may have say, okay fine that's a complete coincidence being black is just a part of it they're actually talking about criminals and they just don't happen to be black but that's not true studies have shown that on using the same exact type of framing and priming people who see the same types of stories considering black and white criminals are much want much harsher penalties for the black criminals than they do for the white on top of that, other studies have shown that race-neutral policies become what's called racialized, and basically meaning that something that may be race-neutral, whether it may be crime or welfare or whatever it may be, become associated with particular social groups. In this case, people of color.
2: Great, you just got our podcast banned in the South, Joe. Damn it! With your critical race theory. Apparently,
1: right? Sorry these facts don't care about your feelings, guys. But that's literally what the research has laid out. It has been a consistent pattern since the 1980s. I'm sure we can go even further than that but that's just what the studies i have shown but going back to mandela's attack ads even in the same ads i have nothing to do with necessarily crime they go all their way to make other associations to prime him even further at the end of most of the attack ads on mandela barnes especially even the waukesha ad it randomly throws in a picture of like aoc ilhan omar rashida
2: talib make me feel all fluttery yeah
1: behind him at the end, calling him very right. dangerous. And different. <laughs> right. Mandela, and literally, I, I, I put a picture in our show notes that Jason can look at, It literally just says, Mandela Barnes, different, dangerous. And, and
2: putting just, him with three female minorities. Yeah. yeah, three women of color. Yeah.
1: Well, I also like the fact that they didn't include all of the squad, it's just three of them. <laughs> yeah. So, associations of priming matters. There's another part in the ad that's so bad, where another attack ad shows footage of what they call real violent crimes, and then circles someone shooting up a street corner and has Mandela Barnes written next to it. Right,
2: literally a circle of a gunman and then says Mandela Barnes right yes. next to it. Now- It's very quick in this ad, so- well, it,
1: it, Okay, so here's the problem with this, Jason. The picture looks way worse than what the ad could potentially be, but I had to make sure, so I, I always check the original source material. The, obviously, the picture looks really bad. I watched the ad like at least like 50 times trying to make sure I can get this right. The amount of spacing and time they leave the words Mandela barnes on the screen with that circle that has to be intentional man that is 100 they're trying to say mandela barnes is shooting up that corner
2: i this is the shooting that happened in like the deer district after yes. one of the playoff games for there, the bucks there is literally no
1: way arguing that someone is that incompetent to put something that deliberate on an ad I, I just i can't as someone who makes political ads and i've made and written political ads before there's just no way that is 100 an intentional move to say that this hooded black man on the street corner who shooting up the corner is mandela
2: barnes that's a responsible citizen with a gun defending himself uh, <laughs> he's not the first person to shoot uh, in this this is a good guy with a gun right i don't know what the difference is what's the difference so if someone is shooting because that's what happened in this particular instance yep someone else started shooting and this person was also armed maybe they were a member of a rival gang i don't know who's to say and they shot back now that uh, it's a that's a violent attack right real crime isn't this a good guy? With What's the difference? Because he's black? It, yes. Mm-hmm. Literally.
1: That's what it is, man. It's, it, you want to find what the vast majority of like political division boils down to in this country? It's just racism, dude. It, like, literally, everything that I've learned from my like research and studying from my um, graduate program, it's straight up just,
2: it's racism, man. <laughs> it's all racism. It's really sad. And I mean, I'm all for like not just having oh, people- I, thought, I really thought you were going to say, I'm all for racism. Yeah, dude, no. Right? I'm all for not having people just randomly shooting on the street, and we should just not all have guns but you
1: that can see the fine. double standard based but yeah on i mean i don't
2: there. know how you don't argue that oh, this is just a good samaritan uh you know firing back well and hey that's actually a good way of
1: framing things <laughs> literally that that's a good frame because you're not framing that particular situation that particular issue in a certain way to get people to understand your issue from a different point of view some other good examples of framing before we jump into the other parts of this episode i got a lot of mailers, especially one from johnson and barnes about clean energy where literally you have ron johnson mailers talking about how pro-oil pipelines are going to lower utility costs and barnes arguing back saying that on the same exact issue it's it's oil pipelines right but from an environmental standpoint how it's going to be a big cost of that how it's infecting people of color the infrastructure costs global warming all that fun stuff it's the same issue but how you attack it and how you write about it
2: all i know is mandela barnes will vote with bernie sanders to <laughs> raise your utility bills so, you know that's that, right i've seen that at about eight thousand times. See, that's priming. That's, it's you're, you're priming it. to make sure you because that's when so. I hit skip ad Yeah, <laughs> right at that point.
1: Another good example of framing is literally with the abortion debate. You have lots of Democrats saying uh, how this is about choice and women's health care and women's rights, and then how Republicans are saying this is about saving babies' lives. Now, the one thing this I didn't add anything to this, Jason, but I wanted to get your particular stance on this. How do you feel about the new political buzzword, radical?
2: It's totally radical, dude. Uh, <laughs>
1: Everyone's a radical today because whether you're a Democrat or Republican, everyone's a radical. Tony Evers radical, Tim Michaels radical, Mandela Barnes radical. Everyone's a radical today. And now, don't get me wrong. This started with the Republican side. We saw this during the Trump campaign, where every single Democrat is a radical liberal. And actually, we have the um one of those ads in our theme song.
2: Right, the radical left is yeah. taking over the Democratic Party. Quite literally. I'm so
1: sick of the freaking word radical, dude. <laughs> I have written so. Radical. I've written oh. radical so many times in emails and mailers. I, you know, I you know how many
2: '80s Ninja Turtles cartoons I've watched. <laughs> I'm I'm comfortable with the word radical.
1: But and again, so if it makes you guys feel better like, oh this is sowing division. This is so hateful. Political junkies who have to do this for a living too also absolutely hate it. So why do we do it? It's because it works. You know, subconsciously that radical is a bad thing. Well,
2: everybody wants to f- think that they're a they're centrist, the that they're yes. unbiased, and that people that don't agree with them are just extremists we get that all the time from our listener that uh we used to know his criticisms are always that we're so extreme meanwhile he's on the uh, (laughs) all the way on the other side and is from our viewpoint just as extreme
1: oh right exactly it's it's all about viewing yourself as normal while doing everyone else as in like these crazy right but he would think of himself
2: as reasonable rational oh yeah i believe that's actually like in his twitter oh, unless sure. he got uh that account banned too and <laughs> as well but um i think it was in there like rational you know i'm sure it is
1: but I mean, and at the end of the day that's just a myth that's we try to tell ourselves that we're reasonable rational people and we're all just really stupid unbiased right and, yeah. exactly there's no such thing so even though you may think you're smarter than some of this rhetoric it actually works on you very well and one of the final things i want to talk about when it comes to political advertising is the use of testimonials ads work on a diminishing return you can have been. Barnes tell you about all the cool plans he has and after so long it's gonna lose its value because it doesn't matter anymore you know mandela barnes is running for a seat you know he's going to spin things you already come with him with a skeptical eye you will not trust every single thing he says do you know who you're going to trust do you know who you're gonna trust
2: jason i'm gonna trust whoever gives me uh, money that's who i trust no that's all thank you money
1: that's also called priming um, <laughs> But no, we actually trust people that we care about. People that look like us. Money. And money
2: Well I care about money uh, Money looks like me
1: Actually fun fact I, This has nothing to do With what we're talking about But there was a really cool Study done About whether or not People can get Factual information correct And how partisanship Affects our way Of viewing the world And you had Republicans and Democrats Getting things Correct and wrong Based on whatever The issues were And what their biases were And once they Offered
2: them money For correct answers Like Supposed <laughs> cha- Yeah like, like partisan, I don't care about My party up. anymore Yeah
1: it's straight up It changed right. everything
2: Yeah I would like Like, anyone wants to buy this podcast and turn it into a right-wing propaganda machine, uh, we can be bought. Just saying. I will abandon my values for cash. (laughs) But there's Uh, a really good ad, so... It's not going to be cheap, Okay, (laughs) you know, I ain't going to be working anymore after this. Oh, good. Okay.
1: As long as what you get matters. Yeah, as
2: long as I get what I need, then, uh, again, my values and ethics are for sale.
1: Sticking to Wisconsin, though, there was a really good ad that, as far as an ad ad goes i thought it was absolutely fantastic it's called judgment and it's another senate leadership fund pack attack ad against mandela barnes for the same exact thing as we talked about in the earlier ad they're trying to say that what happened in waukesha is all mandela barnes's fault and that if he ends cash bail it's gonna get worse and happen again and again and again
2: who was really driving that car right mm. but except this time you don't hear some kind of looks like mandela barnes <laughs> on those the video footage
1: instead but just saying okay <laughs> But this time, instead of some faceless, nameless narrator who says how bad Mandela Barnes is, it's a middle-aged white
2: grandma. Middle-aged grandma.
1: Middle-aged grandma. Well, she's like fifties or sixties. Is that middle-aged or is that
2: Mm, elderly?
1: 60s is elderly. Okay, we'll say elderly. It is a white grandma from Franklin, Wisconsin, saying that her granddaughter was at the Waukesha Parade and how she was devastated about what happened, and that it was all Mandela Barnes's fault. It's an extremely persuasive ad because it's not some random campaign telling you the same word. It's a real person from somewhere close to you. It's a real Wisconsinite. Now, granted, fun fact, by the way, that woman in that ad that you're seeing all over Wisconsin is actually a county supervisor who's a crazy Republican. So it's actually not just a random person. It's a crazy Republican supervisor. So it's
2: someone who's already in politics.
1: Uh, Yes. So also be on the lookout for testimonials because you can also be fooled with that as well. On that same line, though, Ron DeSantis actually has one of the best ads I've ever seen on that, which is called Results. Now, we hate Ron DeSantis on here. He is an absolute monster of a human being. But in this results ad, it's just 30 seconds of people all around, all of different ethnicities, racial backgrounds, whatever you say, all saying, thank you, Governor DeSantis. Saying that you didn't quit on us. You had our backs. We love you. Please help us again.
2: I saw this on the, uh, what are the, the crooked media? Yeah. Yeah. Where you stole this bit from. Yeah. I I saw that one. I hate. (laughs) No, go on with your totally original segment. They didn't talk about the psychology of you I oh, hate you. <laughs> I'm better
1: than them, is what I'm
2: saying. And
1: then we have some bad ads. I'm not going to get too much into them, but basically, in my opinion, bad ads are ones that detract from the message itself. There's one that's an attack ad on Ron Johnson that's like a 1 800 call now. You're like, I don't even want to call it old, like old timey ad. What do you call those? Like the 90s, 2000s? The retro. Tel- like, I don't know. like, it's like the TV advertising ad says, call this number today to buy your bundle of right. slap chops or whatever they're called, the Oxyclean something, you know, like those types of ads. And it's supposed to be an attack ad about how Ron Johnson is bought, so if you're like, yo, just pay a million dollars and call now and you'll get Ron Johnson to do whatever you want. It's so wacky and ridiculous that it takes away from the ad's message itself. Now, I was saying Ron DeSantis was so good in this other ad. He also has a, an ad called Top Gov, which is supposed to be a parody on Top Gun, Ugh. where, again, he dresses up like a little fire you- pilot
2: all of those frumpy <laughs> do they get such a hard on something yeah
1: man it's their culture dude. They love
2: top Gun. They, they love top Gun so much
1: right so and things are just overly campy and stupid take away from your message itself and make you think well that was just a waste of my time those are bad ads and if you're ever going to try to make your own ads try to avoid those because you don't need all that type of crap to make something very persuasive you don't need something super stupid to be memorable i promise and even then you probably don't want to be memorable as a political because the whole point is to subconsciously influence you not explicitly influence you
2: well the the uh, simpsons fetterman one is pretty good that's
1: pretty good though Where
2: he's comparing dr us to dr nick it's true that's it's gold and that campaign overall i mean i know i can see it coming up here in the show notes. i mean we can just talk about it now if you want yeah it's i mean they were just tremendous whoever's running that campaign is going to get a job running a presidential campaign soon oh
1: absolutely if you want to see what political advertising at its best is it's john fetterman's of pennsylvania's campaign
2: i mean he got lucky in that dr oz is just such a public figure and there's so much out there and he dr oz provides half the material for you with his dumb crudité spots that they somehow release. His people that work for him hate him. I think that's pretty clear, because otherwise there's no reason that you would actually release that ad (laughs) where he just looks like an idiot. But yeah, I don't know if it is like, it's a combination of they're doing things very well on their end. They had a lot of time where uh, John Fetterman was recovering from a stroke. It was
1: off the campaign trail.
2: Right. So they had to kind of just make do with their advertising as their main message. But they really were just amazing at it. and. They put Dr. Oz on the defensive the entire time. He constantly had to answer for you know oh what about this ad that you know you do this in oh what about this ad where they say this about you what about this and he was just always on the defensive constantly and then you even had people like mitch mcconnell attacking him as being a bad candidate
1: yep well and there's like kind of like a rule of thumb where in political advertising you know your ad or campaign is being successful if it's getting picked up by the media and i have not seen a more picked up campaign than john Fetterman's yeah. campaign this year
2: everything is going viral the, having Snooky and uh, Silvio from The Sopranos yep. do ads and like talk about how Dr. Oz should come back home to New Jersey. It's great.
1: Now, another sad example of a really well done campaign for advertising is Trump's campaign in 2016, not 2020. He was a terrible campaigner in 2020. And I'll tell you why. Let's look at those three principles again. Agenda setting. Trump's use of crazy rhetoric probably infuriated you, but because of that, always kept the story on himself and always on the issues that he wanted to talk about. He wanted to talk about building the wall because it made him look very strong and it actually angered and like got a lot of people who were super racist like we just talked about before very excited. And the more the media took that rhetoric he set his agenda to whatever his campaign wanted to talk about. Priming. He always painted himself as an authentic person who loved the people. He was not a polished politician by any means and people loved it. While simultaneously branding Hillary Clinton as a corrupt politician. You may have also heard him Used catchy nicknames on his opponents such as crooked hillary lying ted heck even sleepy joe biden right and people are still saying sleepy joe today mm-hmm. those are stupid those are childish we get it we understand but guess what they're memorable and people still use them because guess what again people are stupid and advertising works whether they like it or not framing trump never conceded on a single issue and literally lied about everything that was an attack on him it sounds really it still dumb does. and it still does because he's a crazy he never stopped he's He's lying a lunatic. For
2: four years.
1: But that's what political spin is at the end of the day. It's just psychopathic lying to people. It sounds really dumb.
2: Oh, look at Herschel Walker. Right. He still says that, you know, none of that was him. He said on a radio interview that even if he had done that, even if I did pay for that it abortion, wasn't a it big was deal. it wasn't a big deal. And then a reporter asked him point blank, You said this. He said no, I didn't. I was talking about something else. It's demonstrably false. Yeah. You can listen to the whole radio interview. Yep. That that is the only thing that they're talking about
1: it's because people don't pay attention and if you just deny things long enough they're not going to care
2: or they'll just say whatever proof that you have is all fake
1: yeah quite literally truth is all subjective everything is among us that's a reference for all the young ones out there
2: oh very sus yeah man uh you sussy baka
1: and then I just want to end.
2: I like the pause there, like you're like didn't even want to engage with that. I
1: really didn't. <laughs> I really did. I try to move on. Then we have ads that are just so stupid. I can only just tell you what they are, and I'll link them in the show notes for you. If Jason's very nice, who maybe even like let you listen to one of the ads at the end,
2: if we don't get the uh, copyright strikes. Yeah, I don't think they do that just in a podcast. So I think we're good.
1: I mean, these are also political ads too. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, my first one is from 2018, and of course, it's a Ron DeSantis ad. So we're gonna go the trifecta with. Ron DeSantis, where he released an ad literally showing him indoctrinating his child into Trumpism. And when we learned anything from associations and priming yourself, you don't want to associate yourself with one of the craziest people alive.
2: Well, especially, it's probably the person you're going to be running against for president.
1: Exactly. And my favorite. Have you seen this ad, Jason?
2: Um, I'll say no, but I bet I have. Oh, don't she raps. I, no, I refused. Come on.
0: hey utah district 12 listen up right here there's a new name on the ballot for the senate this year my name is linda paulson republican and awesome love god and family and the constitution i tried to get another conservative to run Nobody could do it, so I'm getting it done. I'm pro-religious freedom, pro-life, pro-police. The right to bear arms and the right to free speech. I want less government. Control and regulation want to stop and expose all political corruption, Where's integrity, morality, accountability, government programs should lead to self sufficiency and support traditional family as the fundamental unit of society. But in schools, they're pushing for new beliefs. And just to clarify, as a female adult, I know what a woman is.
1: You can stop it there. There's a second verse I wouldn't. No!
0: Uh, you oh, made no.
2: me do it. <laughs>
0: this country. It's a blessing to be free, but freedom comes with responsibility. The Constitution needs to be protected, not changed or disregarded, but resurrected. If you share my values, if you like what I stand for, then give me your vote on the 8th of November. District 12 needs a choice. Let me be your voice, Linda Paulson. Linda Paulson for Senate.
1: My life is now complete.
2: Well, I'll put that one okay. so everyone can listen to
1: it. Yeah, that that one's 100% worth it. Okay, it-
2: this lady has no flow. No- <laughs> okay? It's terrible. <laughs> the rhyming scheme is, is all messed up. She gives up at the end. It's... <sighs> It's the best, man. I mean, isn't Kanye West a Republican? He could have probably helped her out a little bit. I don't know some of those verses.
1: And that, of course, is Linda Paulson, who is running for a Utah State
2: Senate. Yeah, I had seen that one that was going around. It, it a made weeks its rounds ab- about
1: I, like a couple weeks ago.
2: Yeah, I knew what to expect. I, none of that surprised me. Although she did say something about wanting to resurrect the uh, founding fathers. That's uh, that's necromancy. I don't think that is a conservative value. Pretty sure the Bible is against that. But uh, it's exactly what I expected, which is why I did not listen to it until now. (laughs) Hey, as a female
1: accountant, she knows what a woman is, man.
2: Yeah. Define. I'd like to hear. That's all these people that say that it's so easy. I would love to hear them define it and then have an actual.
1: I'm telling you, man. Doctor,
2: biologist examine like, okay, what about this? Okay, what about this? Okay, what about this situation? Is that still because they would be like, oh, geez, this is way more complicated than I thought. Yes, that's the point. we can. We it's can. Not still, that simple. We can still cover what is a woman documentary. Uh, no, we're not. I am we can not. Do it. Matt Walsh and <laughs> the Keebler Elf are not getting any more of my attention <laughs> with their dumb movie. Uh-huh. If you want to talk about gender identity. 100 we can do an episode on that we're not doing an episode specifically on their uh. dumb movie so pay attention to those couple of
1: things that now you're seeing in your slew and onslaught of political campaign ads how are the ads picturing the candidates are they using different priming techniques what agenda are they trying to set how are they framing different issues are they being super freaking racist about things because if it's kind of happening it's probably because they very much are making these racist Ser- like seriously it's it's all about racism man. you guys it's really all about racism jason did i tell you it's like
2: all about racism even when there is not a black candidate involved it's all about racism man. yeah it's all about racism
1: anyway that's all we have for today check out those things we'll be back next week maybe nope we'll be back next week we're good we can do this i promise we'll see with more good stuff so long Fare thee well
2: auf Wiedersehen goodbye
1: Thank you for listening. We hope to see you in the next episode. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at ThinkProPod. You can email us at thinkpropod at gmail.com. And remember, when in doubt, think progressively. Can we talk about Aaron Rodgers'
2: hairstyle for a quick second? Uh,
1: What is happening?
2: Well, it's been like it's. I mean, I don't care personally, but yeah, it's greasy. It That's... is the
1: scariest, most like pedophile-looking haircut <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life, and it's intentional. Like, I, I'm sorry, this sounds a little bit weird, but like back when he had his like former crew cut, and he had like the nice like, beard. <laughs> he going used on, to be
2: such a nice, clean-cut young he, man. He looked pretty
1: attractive. As like a oh, good quarterback,
2: <laughs> he looked like a quarterback.
1: He looked like an attractive Just like quarterback. Johnny
2: Unitas. <laughs> I'm the older one here in this show. Joe sounds like my wife's 80-year-old aunt right now. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with his hair. Ah, hate you.